Welcome to the Healing School Podcast. This is a place where you can get built up in the Word of God concerning healing. This is a place of truth and bold faith in the Word of God. We encourage you to get your Bible and some notepaper. Write down what the Lord is speaking to you. This is a place for both receiving and ministering healing. The stronger your faith gets in this area, the more effective you will be for the kingdom of our God. Hold fast to the scriptures. The truth of the scripture never changes and it never gets old. These are episodes you can feed on time and time again. Please share our podcasts with other people. Most always, someone either needs healing or knows someone who does. God bless you and heal you as you hear his word. this uh, when we were singing actually before we were singing I saw that this podium was over there so anyway so open the eyes of my heart Lord was the song and uh, and I said podium has got to be there so I can stand you know what I mean and uh, I opened the eyes my physical eyes, and the podium was right here. You know, I, I thought, you know, God is so good. He is so good. And you know what, what? Another thought that came to me before I start my teaching is how God does things, and we're not even aware of it. We're, we're just not aware of all the miracles that come and take place. So I'm sitting in a chair, minding my own business, and the dynamic duo of Linda and Chrissy come up, and they say, can I pray for you? Can we pray for you? I thought, wow, how good is God? I mean, do I need prayer? Lord, I need help every day, every moment of every day. So yes, you can pray for me. And the, pr- and the prayer was like, Wow, it just melted my heart. It was so good. And then I thought, a little bit further, and I thought, these two ladies who were singing, and praise stops and stills the adventure, so the enemy just absolutely stopped. The Spirit of God has his way and will have his way. You know what I mean? So I, I thank you for those songs, you know. So anyway, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to teach. I actually like to teach. And uh, so um, most of these notes came, I'm going to say, I'm going to say a month ago, the pastor uh, at the end of the service, he said, I'm going to pray, and I, I'm going to ask the Lord to speak to you and to do, for you to do something. So, uh, so anyway, she's praying, and, uh, and the Lord told me, I believe, and it was the Lord. I heard his voice. He said, go home and write down scriptures and write down things that I will show you. You know, I, I was going through that healing book, F.S. Bosworth. Think about that. That book is almost 100 years old. 
and the anointing on it. You know what I mean? Part of his testimony is he received 225,000 testimonies of healing. So do you think God works? Do you think God fulfills his word? Of course. He is the living word of God. And uh, so we're, we're walking and living in a miracles. Anyway, the title to my teaching, if you will, is Some Principles of Healing. Now, if we were to have Pastor Cindy get up and teach on some principles of healing, we'd be here 24-7, probably 30 days in a row. And then she would say, well, let's take a break and we'll do another 30 days. Well, fortunately uh, for you, I only have some principles of healing, okay? Probably won't be that long. But the first, or the first principle of healing is repetition. And let me give you the definition of repetition according to Google, okay? Repetition is the action of repeating something that has already been said or already written. So we're going to repeat something. Let me give you the Christian version or my interpretation of, of this definition of Google. It is the action of repeating what God has already said and what God has already written. Because we'll, we'll look into there, thy word is truth. We'll find that all of life is based on the word of God. So anyway, turn to uh, Isaiah chapter 28. We'll read verse 10. Isaiah 28, verse 10. Okay. Now, I'm going to read it, first of all, from the New Living Translation. Then I'm going to read it from the Amplified. But the New Living, he tells us everything over and over. One line at a time, one line at a time, here a little and there a little. The principle is repetition. He tells us everything over and over again. When I was a brand new Christian, you know, it's like I was really excited and I'd go to church, but I'd want to hear something new every time. But you know what? That's not God's way. It's really not. He tells us over and over and over again. You know, it's kind of interesting. I am so thankful. I, I'll tell you, Pastor Cindy, I am so thankful for the Wednesday teaching on healing. This is the first church I've ever been to where they have a dedicated teaching time every week. And you know what? You're going to hear the same scriptures over and over and over again. Because that's God's way. You know what I mean? We can't hear it once. I guess we're human beings, and we just have to hear it over and over and over again. You know what? That's kind of interesting. As I was studying my teaching, I, I, 
I've had this thought, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And it just dawned on me, you know, that I've been going over these scriptures and over these scriptures, and when I obeyed what Pastor Cindy said and I wrote down these scriptures, I've been going over them almost every day and hearing the same word over and over and over again. And you know what? It's fresh. It's just a little miracle. Okay. I want to read it from the Amplified. Uh, For it is his prophets repeating over and over, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. You know? So uh, praise God. And the beauty of uh, coming to a church like this, we'll, we'll be able to hear for years, every Wednesday, over and over. And not only will we hear it on Wednesday, but we're expanding to Tuesday. And then we'll expand it to Thursday. And then I got this little book by, written by Cindy Carpenter. Anybody know her? Pat. Pastor Cindy Carpenter, and she's got in here her vision in her heart five days a week. Five days a week. You'll be able to come and hear healing because we need to hear it over and over and over again. Okay. I'm going to put this down onto a new one. Now, this next principle is our confession. And what's ours? Well, it's the Father, it's the Son, it's the Holy Spirit. And you know what? He spoke through Peter. One of the verses is, by his stripes we are healed. So Peter is involved, and then I'm involved because I speak it. So we're to speak it over and over again. So the word confession in the Greek language means saying the same thing. It means to believe and say what God says about our sins, about our sicknesses, and about our redemption. Now, when I wrote this out, I just started writing, and, uh, and I had that healing book, and I was just writing things along, and God is so good. The next, go, go ahead and turn to Psalm 103. And we'll read verses um, 2 through 4. And um, I will bless and affectionately praise the Lord, O my soul, and not forget any of his benefits. You forgive all my sins, you heal all my diseases, and you redeem me from the pit. So I've got these two paragraphs side by side. So let me tell you how I read them every day. I say, Lord, I'm not going to forget your benefits. Your first benefit, I believe, and I say what you say. And the first benefit is... Verse 3, you forgive all my sins, all my iniquities, 
That's pretty good news, isn't it? The second benefit, you heal all my diseases. Galatians says we're redeemed from the curse of the law. You know what I mean? I am totally redeemed from the curse of the law. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. And then the Holy Spirit. Everybody knows 1 Peter 2.24. So the Holy Spirit says in 1 Peter 2.24, by whose stripes ye were healed. So I tell the Lord, Lord, by your stripes, I am healed. You know, not that I will be, but I am. And when I believe and say the same thing that God says, when my affirmation is the word of God, Jesus is the word of God, right? Go ahead and turn to Jeremiah chapter 1, we'll read verse 12. I already got it written down, so I don't have to look it up. Praise the Lord. So, it says in Jeremiah, he watches over his word to make it good. If anybody has an amplified Bible, it says he actively watches over his word to make it good. He's actively watching over his word to perform it. That's what our God does. He said, let there be light, and there was light. He actively watched over the word. You know what I mean? So another one of my confessions is I confess that my sicknesses were laid on Christ and that I am redeemed from the curse of the disease. I am redeemed from the curse of the law. I am redeemed, and I say so. Praise God. I know, God, that you say in your word that you are the Lord. That word Lord is Jehovah Rapha, which means he's our healer, which means he's our great physician. There is nothing too difficult for God. He heals all our diseases. All we have to do is take faith. And then he gives us faith. It's a pretty good God we serve. I'm going to read you some of the confessions just because they're God's word. And the fact is, we all need God's word. So, anyway, because Jesus is the high priest of our confession, that's Hebrews 3.1. Our success is assured. He's a sure thing. You know, that phrase, we can take it to the bank. Well, we can take it to the bank because Jesus is the bank. He owns everything in life. Everything that pertains to life and godliness, including healing, it is yours. So I, when I confess by your stripes, Jesus, I am healed, and I hold on to my confession, no sickness can stand before me. And so, you know what? We'll, we'll read a little bit later about Jonah, but... I have written down, I thank you, Father, and I praise you for your healing. You know, Jonah was in a whale. Think about that, a whale. And he was underwater. 
and he had, and it said he had seed weeds around his uh, his head. He's in a pretty desperate situation, and he he prayed, and the Lord heard his prayer, and then he gave thanks, and when he gave thanks to the Lord for his healing. We need to thank the Lord for the healing. By his stripes, you were healed. He's redeemed us from the curse of the law. I mean, God is a good God. So Jonah's sitting in this whale, and he gives thanks to the Lord, and then it said the whale spits him up on the seashore. So that's what we're to do. Not to be get swallowed up by a whale, but we need to give thanks to the Lord and get spitted up on the seashore of our healing and stand tall and say that I say so because you say so. Anyway, the word will heal me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want to lose that. Those are my notes. The Lord, the word will heal me if I confess it. God will make my body Obey the confession of your word, Lord. The word of God is not void of power. The word of God has all power. For with God, nothing is or ever shall be impossible. Nothing is impossible for God. I don't care what disease you have. You know, I, I, I don't care if they gave you a list and two pages and list each line, and you got 30 things wrong with you, nothing is impossible with God. Absolutely nothing. So, anyway, I'm, we're going to read here. But like Mary, I say, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. So I say that when I do my confession. Lord, I'm your servant, just like Mary. And I say like Mary, may it be done unto me according to your word. So may it be done unto me by your stripes I am healed. May it be done unto me according to your word. Your word is truth. Your word is life. And you watch over your word. You're actively watching over your word to perform it. You are a good, good God. So I want you to turn to uh, Luke chapter 1, and we're going to read about uh, Zechariah, and we're going to read about Mary. So as soon as I find it, okay, chapter 1. Okay, we're going to read about Zechariah first. We'll start with verse 11. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the incense altar. I guess that's a place of favor. Read that somewhere. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, don't be afraid. Zechariah, God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son. You are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, 
for he'll be great in the eyes of the Lord. You must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Spirit even before his birth. He will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He'll be a man after the Spirit and power of Elisha. He'll prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. Their hearts. Turn the hearts of the Father to the children. You will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. So listen to what Gabriel says. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe, you know, we have a choice. Now, I'm reading this to, to bring up the fact we have a choice. In the Old Testament, the Lord said, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. And then he gives us a hint. Choose life. You know what I mean? So I set before you Healing and not healing. Choose healing. You know what I mean? He, that's pretty plain. He wants us to be healed. He wants us to be whole. Anyway, but now, so we're back to what? We're back to the angel. Because you didn't believe, you won't be able to speak until the baby is born. God knows how to shut up the mouth of unbelief. You know what I mean? So, we can be like Zechariah, and many people are. Or we can be like Mary. Let's, let's hear the story about Mary. Go down to uh, verse 26. Same chapter. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Those are pretty good words, you know what I mean? But she was confused and disturbed and she tried to think about what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You will name him Jesus, and he'll be very great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of ancestor David, and he'll reign over Israel forever his kingdom will never end. And Mary asked the angel, well, how can this be? I'm, an, I'm a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby born will be holy and will be called the Son of God. 
What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of the Lord will never fail. You know what? That, that's, that's a verse to put in your heart. The word of the Lord will never, ever, ever fail. Because didn't, didn't uh, Jesus say, thy word is truth? His word will never fail. Anyway, so here's Mary's response. I am the Lord's servant. May it be done unto me according to your word. So you're sitting in your chair wherever you sit in the morning, and you're just confessing God's word. And you say, you know, Lord, I'm just like Mary. May it be done unto me according to your word. By your stripes I am healed. May it be done unto me according to your word, because your word is truth. I thank you and praise you. Let's be like Jonah and get spit out on, this, on the uh, shore of belief. You know what I mean? And give thanks and praise. We have a choice to be like Zechariah and not believe, or we have a choice to believe. By his stripes, you were healed. I choose to believe it. I choose to receive it. And then uh, my third principle is our foundation. It's the word of God. And um, when I started going through this, I started realizing we need to hear things over and over and over and over again. So I'm going to read you scriptures that you've heard over and over. But you know what? This is God's way. And he wants you to hear it again and again and again. Not only hear it, but speak it. You know, we need to line our, our words up with God's words. Jesus said, sanctify them in the truth. Thy word is truth. That's in John 17. My personal opinion, that's one of the best chapters in the whole Bible. Because Jesus is praying. He said, grant them eternal life. And then he says, and this is eternal life. To know you, Father, who you are and what you do. And to know your son, who Jesus is and what he does. The desire of God's heart is that you know him. Like a, a couple that's intimate. The Lord wants to be intimate with all his children. And we are his children. And he wants us to know him. And how do you know the Lord? Will you listen to Pastor Cindy or you go to a church like that has someone like Pastor Cindy and, and she says almost weekly, please read the word of God. Please study the word of God. Put the word of God in your heart, in your mind. And we hear it over and over and over again. 
And you know what? It's literally a fresh word every time we hear it. Okay. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 8. We'll read verse 3. I almost brought my amplifier, but that, that dude is big. You know what I mean? So I, uh, I read the New Living Translation just because it's a lot smaller. Anyway, in verse 3, chapter 8, it said, He humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. You know what? We need to ponder that. Everything, he has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. He's put everything in his word. So when Pastor Cindy says, you really need to sit down and read the Word of God. And you know what? Over and over and over and over again. That's exactly what we need to do. Okay. I'm just going to read this. You don't have to turn there. But Isaiah 48 says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the Word of the Lord stands forever. The grass... And the flowers, they're temporal. You know what I mean? They, the flowers live a couple seasons and they're gone. But the word of the Lord lives forever and ever and ever. Turn over to Isaiah 55, verse 11. Okay. That's pretty good. I turned and I was a page short of the scripture I want. Praise God. It is the same with my word. I will send it out and it will always prove. It will accomplish where I send it. It will prosper where I send it. Now think about going back to Luke chapter 1. The angel came and spoke the word to Zechariah. Did he not? And uh, so let me ask you, was there a baby named John born? Was he the predecessor of Jesus? Did he not walk on the earth? Did God's word return void? No. It accomplished where he sent it. And then Zechariah, the angel that stands in the presence of the Lord, came to Mary and said, you're going to have a son, the son of God, a son of the Most High. Well, did God's word accomplish for the purpose that he sent it? He sent his son to die for us and to forgive us of our sins, to heal our bodies, 
to provide everything we need for life and godliness. God is a good, good God. Matthew 24, 35, you don't have to turn there. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. And heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will not pass away. They are forever. By his stripes, you were healed. That's a, that's a living and abiding word of God that will never pass away. God will actively perform it. He's actively performing his word over many of you right now. You know what I mean? One day, I, I've seen myself. And, uh, and you've all seen me with my cane. But one day, I'm going to place my cane down. And I'm going to walk and run over there. And I'm going to run over there. And I'm going to come back. And I'm going to give thanks to Almighty God because he's a good God. So, Matthew 4, 4, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. It's called the bread of life. And the pastor doesn't want us to go hungry. She wants us to eat the bread of life because she knows you know what I mean? God's place, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to encourage us. And then we're encouraged by one another. You know what I mean? I was encouraged by the song leaders. I was encouraged by the dynamic duo here in your prayers. I was encouraged. I was encouraged when Pastor Cindy gave up and shared her word. God is a God of miracles. And he performs his word with signs following. Praise God. I'm going to read the first part of Hebrew 4.12. For the word alive and active. God actively watches over his word to perform it. His word is living and it is alive. Okay. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, God wants us to be doers of the word, not hearers only. You know what I mean? We need to actively do. The fact that I wrote this down, because Pastor Cindy said, Lord's going to give you something, and then I want you to do it. Okay, that's doing the word of God. And you know what? Whatever it is he tells you, you know what I mean? I, I, I thought of your story and pleading the blood over your car. And your car was saved. You know, that's actively doing the word of So I want to read Ezekiel. Let's turn to Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 28. And I'm going to read this out of, I think it's the King James. You know what? I don't know because... I'm not going to turn, but let's read in Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 28. Therefore, say to them, say to the body of Christ, this is what the sovereign Lord says. None of my words shall be delayed any longer. Whatsoever I say will be fulfilled. 
declares the sovereign. Didn't John come come about when God spoke his word? He did. Didn't Jesus come about when he spoke his word? He sure did. God fulfills his word. You know what? We need to learn to speak the oracles of God. Amen? Yeah. Because if you go back to Genesis, I've gone back to Genesis time after time. God said, let there be light. There was light. And it was good. You know what I mean? Let there be skies or let there be firmament. And there was. And it was good. Let there be fish in the sea. And you know what? There was fish in the sea. Let there be plants that bring forth. You know what I mean? What God says and how he operates, he speaks what he wants to come into being. You know what I mean? So anyway, Jesus said, for truly, I tell you, till heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the word of God. God watches over his every word to perform it. It's really important to control the words of the mouth, and yet the scriptures say you can't. But the Holy Spirit can. So we need to ask the Lord every day. We need to ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, please control the words of my mouth. I want to speak words of life, health, healing. I want to speak your blessings over people because you want to bless your people. Let us ask the Lord to give us his words. Okay? First Peter 4.11 said, If any man speak, let him speak the oracles of God, or let him speak the word of God. And uh, Ephesians 4.29, I speak that which is good, the use of edifying. The word edifying means build up. When you speak to people, God wants you to build them up with his word. When you speak to yourself, God wants you to build yourself up with his word. And it rises higher and higher like an edifice, you know. I'm going to, at the end of my teaching, I'm going to give you a scripture that God gave me two days ago. Now, if I was a secular human being, I'd say it's a killer. Okay. But since I'm not supposed to say that anymore... I'm going to say, it's just an awesome word of God. So just hold on, and I'll give you that. I'm going to read a few more confessions. I am transformed by the renewing of my mind. Why do we want to sit down? Well, we're to be transformed. God wants to renew our mind. He wants to replace worldly thoughts with his thoughts. He wants to replace unbelief with belief. Untruth with truth. That's what he wants to do. 
You want, and so part of my confession is I approve that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And then I wrote down, what is the perfect will of God? Divine health. Yeah, he wants me running across the stage showing that his word is true. One day I will, you know what I mean? So I hold fast to the confession, surely he has borne my sickness. Surely he's carried my disease. Surely by his stripes I'm healed. And since that's so good, I'm going to say it one more time. Surely he has borne my sickness. Surely he's carried my disease. And surely by his stripes I am healed. And you are too. And then part of it, I recognize, Father, the absolute truthfulness of these words in advance of any visible change. I act on these words, and I thank you for the fact that you laid my sicknesses on Christ the same as you did my sin. It's a fact. In God's mind, it's a fact. Why? Because he said it, and his word is truth. Disease like sin is defeated by the confession of the word of God. I make my lips do their duty. I fill them with the word. I make my lips say what God says about my sickness. What does he say about my sickness? Well, he said, by Jesus' stripes you were healed. That's what he said. Praise God. If he says it and it's true, then it's absolutely true. So I look at my body and I see lying vanities. You know what I mean? But they're lying vanities like, like Jonah. So I thank the Lord in advance of his word because he's actively watching over his word to perform it. And... Uh, this is about Jonah. As a matter of fact, I called Pastor Cindy. And faith regards all contrary symptoms as lying vanities, as Jonah did. I put the word in the place of my senses. Doesn't matter what my eyes see. Doesn't matter what my ears hear. What matters is the word of God. So I called up Pastor Cindy. First of all, I, I went to the book of Jonah. And I read it. And then I said to the Lord, I said, I don't see where it says lying vanities. So I had to call Pastor Cindy about something. And while she was on the phone, I said, where is that phrase lying vanities? I can't find it. And she did her Google magic and looked it up on her phone. So she said, well, it's in... <laughs> Chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. And so I looked it up in my phone. Sure enough, chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 talks about lying vanities. Praise God. I don't need that. Okay. I want to go on. Um, I wrote down principles of seed time and heart. And I'm going to read you most of this. I'll have you look up one scripture here fairly shortly. 
So when you go back to Noah and then after the flood, God was pleased with Noah's and made promises to the human family. Now, you know what? That means forever. Started with Noah, and it continues right now, and it will continue however long till the Lord comes back. So go over to Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. So anyway, I have to tell you how the Lord works, okay? So anyway, I gave my notes to Pastor Cindy, and she called. She approached me on Sunday. Can you give me a call? Sure. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, Lord. Maybe she's not even going to let me teach, you know what I mean? I have no idea. So anyway, I, uh, I called her the next day, and uh, she uh, questioned, well, what's your belief on seed time and harvest? Are you saying that the Lord plants the seed? We know that the word is the incorruptible seed. The Lord plants the seed, and then you got to wait. And uh, so anyway, she asked me some difficult questions, and and uh, and then she did her best to help me. And she did, but you know what? You have to rely on the Lord. So I hung up the phone, and I said, Lord, I'm a little bit confused. I need some help. Okay. And you want to know something? He helped me. Turn to 2 Corinthians, and we're going to read chapter 6. 2 Corinthians 6, and uh, okay, this is such a good word. As This is Paul speaking. As God's partners, we beg you to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and not ignore it. For God says, at just the right time, I urge you, on the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. I'm going to say that again. When's the right time? Now, by his stripes you are healed. When's the right time? Now. Okay. And if you go back and, and look at that at just the right time. Well, first of all, it's 2,000 years ago when Jesus died and did his work of forgiving all our sins, of healing all our diseases, and all other kinds of benefits. Okay? But there was a day when you said, Lord, forgive all my sins. And you know what? At that moment, you became his child. 
All your sins, past, present, and future, were forgiven. Now, at that time, I didn't realize healing was included in salvation. But I know now the healing is included in salvation. I know by his stripes I was healed. You know what I mean? So I'm so thankful and grateful. I, you know, I, we, I've been a Christian, let's see, 74. So I was about 32 when I became a Christian. So that's a while. You know what I mean? But I didn't know. But I've been to a lot of church services between then and now. More than I can count. In almost every church service you go to, they talk about salvation. And so you know what? If you hear it over and over and over and over and again, and the Holy Spirit moves on you, one day you'll pray. And you'll say, Lord, forgive all my sins. And you, you'll have faith. Why? You've heard it over and over and over again. You know what? But you know how often the average Christian hears about healing? Maybe once a year. Maybe twice a year. Maybe in a really radical church three times a year. But we should appreciate what we have. We can come here every Wednesday and pretty soon Tuesday and Wednesday. And we can hear the word over and over and over again. And God will perform his work. We're going to see miracles beyond number. We're going to see healings beyond number. When I read Pastor Cindy's book and talks about blind eyes being opened, we're going to see that beyond number. Why? All right, this Bible says that God does more miracles than we can count. If you think about the sand of the sea, sand on the seashore, more miracles than the sand of the seashore. How many grains of sand are on the seashore? So we walk down to the beach and we say, Lord, there's, there's a lot of sand here. There's a lot of grains here. And then he says, that's one beach. I have beaches all over the world. You can't even begin to comprehend how great I am. How many miracles I do, and I do them every day. Just ask. Just ask. God wants us to ask. We're his children. We need to ask him, Lord, give. I pray for all these people right here. And I pray right now, Father, give them miracles upon miracles upon miracles. Give them miracles in their family, in their finances, in their body. Father, you said that if we pray, Jesus, you said if we pray in your name, you'll do it. To bring glory to the Father, we ask that you hear our prayer and you answer our prayer and you bring an abundance of glory to the Father in the name of Jesus. That's an awesome prayer. Okay? That's an awesome God. So in first, you don't have to turn here because this is the Moffat. 
translation. Does anybody here have the Moffat translation with them? Okay. Then you can just listen to me. Okay. Paul said, I did the planning. Paulus did the watering. But it was God that makes the seed grow. You are God's field to be planted. The thing that I realize and why I put this in here, well, first of all, it was to go for a seed time and harvest. I'm healing. But, but God corrected me. Now's the time. But then I realize that Pastor Cindy's right on it. God wants us to sit down with him. He wants the Holy Spirit to take the living word of God, the seed of God, and put him in our heart, put him in our mind, and he'll watch over his seed to bring forth the fruit. Whatever we need is in this word of God. So I wrote down, I'm not even sure pulled this, but every moral being on earth has been bought with a price. You're bought with the price. To be the Lord's garden in which his imperishable seed is to grow and produce its wonders. Real Christians are God's farm, his field. Since we're his field, he wants his seed. The divine word of God to be planted in our hearts and in our minds. Paul said, you're not your own. You're bought with a prize. God holds the title deeds. We are absolutely his. We are bought with the blood of Christ and the life of Christ. He bought us with an infinite prize to be his field. So, in the parable of the sower, Jesus said, Thy seed is the word. It is the imperishable seed. His design for all of us is that we spend our lives making possible the germination and the growth of his seed. And we do that by sitting down with the word of God and actively participating. Holy Spirit, take the word. Make it alive. You are living water. Water the sea. Put it in my heart. Put it in my mind. And bless it. Bring forth the fruit. And uh, I read this, and, and I want you to ponder what I'm saying. The only purpose of God's promise is their fulfillment. Okay. He said, by his stripes you're healed. That's his promise. But the purpose of the promise is to walk in the fulfillment. The Holy Spirit, whose work it is, is to fulfill God's promises. He speaks of these things as great and precious. So think about it. When we sit down in our chair, I sit down in a chair in my bedroom. You know what I mean? And he feeds me great and precious promises. And he waters the seed. There's so many promises in here. 
I can't even begin to name them all. You know what I mean? So, I'm going to read you something from Pastor Cindy's book on God's Word to Heal. So, I read this before uh, I got F.S. Bosworth. I'm going to tell you, these are the two best books that I have ever read on healing. So I read this book a couple times. I think I went to Pastor Cindy and I said, this is a good book. This is a good book. This book is anointed. You are led by the Spirit of God. This word is living and alive. So anyway, so if you don't have one, you can approach her. She's your pastor, too. You know, and get one. But anyway, let me read this. In this book, she ends the book by giving three pages of scriptures. Okay, and then her last paragraph is, there's many other scriptures. Not only are there three pages here, or two and a half pages, but there's many other scriptures that will continually build you up in the word concerning healing. That's what God wants for us. Not only does he want to get us healed, but he wants us to walk in healing. Okay? So she says, I encourage you grab a hold of them and stand on them. For the word of God is more secure than the very earth we stand on. Think about that. Heaven and earth will pass away. My words won't. My word is living and alive. Praise God. Therefore, uh, she's got two scriptures. I want to read them to you. Hebrew 10.35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, because it has great recompense of reward. You know what? Divine healing is a great reward. God wants great rewards for his children. And then Hebrew 4.16 says this. Let us come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. When is our time of need? When we live on earth. You know what I mean? God supplies all we need, but we have to appropriate Him. We have to stand on His Word. We have to ask the help of the Holy Spirit. So, anyway, I got one more scripture that I want to share, and it has nothing to do, well, actually, it does. So, hold on one second. you have a Sarah Young devotional, turn to March 3rd. And you probably don't. <laughs> but that's okay. I, you know, at one time, I, I don't know if I looked down on devotionals, but they, they just never did anything for me. I didn't think they did. You know what I mean? But uh, my wife bought this book, and then she told me in no uncertain terms, get your own book. You know what I mean? 
this one's mine. Okay. So I have this one on joy. I have one on peace. And uh, ordered just an, one on prayer. And she came to me. She already had the book, so I got, I got another translation. I got another devotional. And they're great. Okay. They're, she's writing down from the perspective of Jesus speaking. So she's prophetic. The school that we went to of the Holy Spirit, God spoke to us through all the people that came. The Holy Spirit spoke, and he gave us words. So I, I believe by the Lord that this is the scripture, okay? Uh, it's out of the message. But you know what? I like all the translations. I like the King James. I like the New Living. I like the message. You know what I mean? But here's the, here's the word. Your beauty and love chase after me every day. So here's the word. Today, God's love will chase after you. And you know what? You can't outrun God. You know, I had a picture. When I read the scripture, I had a picture of a football player. You know, a halfback. One that can run really fast. And so he breaks through the line and he's running down the field. And then I, I saw like a linebacker that was twice his size and twice as fast. And he was running after, and he tackles him. And it's like the Lord saying, I want to hold you. I want to comfort you. I want you to be with me. I want to place your head on my heart so you can hear me say I love you. And I'll chase after you every day for the rest of your life. Amen.